Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the 12th day of October. Let's jump right in today. No delay. We are in the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke on our journey into and through the Gospel of Luke. And of course, being in chapter one means we haven't made it very far, but we have made it far enough to hear of the announcement of the birth of John the Baptist. This has been promised by the angel Gabriel delivering a message to Zacharias, who is a priest. He has delayed in the temple. It wouldn't take him very long to actually fulfill his duties of lighting the incense and offering the incense offering before the Lord. So to delay was puzzling. Nobody is going to rush in there to see what's going on. Uh, And that led us to the verses we read yesterday. And I I told you they were sort of placeholding verses because we did a comparison yesterday between the way Zacharias responds to Gabriel and the way Mary responds. So having done that, let's reread those placeholder verses, and I, that I, I only mean that in regards to how we were teaching it, and then read the next few and, and see if we can come up with what's happening in this scenario. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. Now, of course, the temple is the holy place. There are people standing outside in the temple court, and this is common. There were always people outside in the temple court, priesthood, doing the duties of sacrifice. They're waiting on Zechariah to come out and pronounce the blessing. Um, so when he waits, they got to wonder what happened, but he comes out using gestures. He can't talk. And once they see this, they know he must have seen some sort of vision. Verse 23, so it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house and his days of service would have been one week. Uh, Each order worked two weeks out of the year, but not in consecutive weeks usually. Um, so he... After this, verse 24, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. And this is exactly as the angel Gabriel had promised. Elizabeth becomes pregnant. And when she makes the statement, the Lord uh, has looked upon me to take away my reproach among the people, because for a Jew... It was a reproach to be barren. Childlessness was considered divine punishment. Elizabeth now doesn't have to bear that anymore. You can go all the way back into the Genesis account to start to see that narrative play out of barrenness. And this is why the, and we're going to get into this in the next few days, we'll get into the virgin birth. It's why the virgin birth of Jesus becomes an essential part of Israel's story more so than even it does our own story about sin, um, which I think is kind of what we've relegated the virgin birth to is, well, virgin so that, you know, that he's not born a sinner. But there's more to it than that. I don't want to get ahead of myself because that's coming up and we're going to do a whole, we're going to do a whole segment on the virgin birth of Jesus. And in fact, um, this is airing for you on the 12th of October. Um, I have a message that'll come up in a couple of Sundays on the virgin birth because we're preaching the lines of the creed and I'm, I'm a couple weeks behind on posting those, 
but we've just, we, by the time this post, it's already been ministered. And so I've been kind of locked in on getting to the bottom of this virgin birth in regards to what it means for our salvation story. So we'll get to that, but I, it is worth saying that Elizabeth is the last of the barren women in the Bible to bear. She, she marks the end of something. And it also is worth noting that just because people thought something about God doesn't make it true. This idea that God was punishing women by keeping them barren is... Uh, we, we, we know that our God is better than that. Jesus doesn't run around punishing people by keeping them barren. Therefore, we know that that's not the nature of our Father. But the, the story needs to show the end of that sort of hopelessness. And it will, and it, it really will, in the, in the virgin birth of Jesus through the virgin conception of Mary. Because That'll be the end of the barren woman. But Elizabeth is the last to bear. And I I wanted to bring that out, that they thought one thing, but it was actually another, because it's kind of dangerous to say, well, the, the people in the Bible were never wrong about stuff, because if they're wrong, then you can't trust them. And if they're wrong about one thing, how do you know they're not wrong about another? And I've made that statement. There was a time when I, my exit, my exit, Jetical approach was they're always right, so just fit yourself around them being right. And if you do that, you are going to end up sometimes with a faulty image of God. And you might end up with, well, the Lord did this stuff to me. And we, when we see Jesus, we know that's not the case. And remember, Jesus is what God looks like. Jesus is what God always looked like. Jesus is what God always will look like because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if they had a picture of God that wasn't correct, it was it's okay to say that's not correct about God. You're not doing damage to the faith by casting doubt upon someone else's view of God, even if that viewpoint is scriptural. So Elizabeth comes up in an era where people thought if they were barren, it was God doing it. They're not right about that. And the Holy Spirit is going to intervene in all of this to, to bring that reproach away from her, even if even though it's not a reproach that... that uh, it's not a judgment that God was pronouncing upon Elizabeth. The Lord has done this to me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. And so Elizabeth doesn't accuse God of anything negative. In fact, she gives him glory for visiting her. Uh, Speaking of visiting, in the sixth month, so this is six months after Gabriel visits Elizabeth, he's going to visit Mary. And as we pointed out yesterday, there's a contrast in the way Zacharias responds to the announcement of the birth of John the Baptist and a stark difference in the way that Mary replies or responds to the announcement of the birth of Jesus. And so I'm, I'm not going to highlight that too much more. What I do want to get into tomorrow is the actual encounter between Gabriel and Mary, Christ's birth announced to Mary and what a difference this is going to make. We'll see you then. God bless.